may I introduce to you the world's number one Billy Joel impersonator. Watch out, Uptown Girls. It's the piano man herself. It's Esther Walsh. Yay! Um, and if you like me, if you like meat sheep, you like me on me on me, the ultimate meat master, <laughs> it's... It's Jepson. Yeah. Hayley. <laughs> oh, I butchered that one. Boom, boom. <laughs> and this is... High Expectations. Oh my God. One of my coworkers is really into puns and I can't stop making puns. I'm being infected. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day to you, Esther. Happy International Women's Day for you, Jepson. Are we going to have to remember our alias names throughout the entire episode? Yes. No! No. Because it's International Women's Day, we're going to talk about women. Yep. But not just about women, about us as women, via Ask Women. Yes. It's the return of Ask Jislyn <laughs> and LN. What? what was it? Well, why was yours dirty and mine wasn't? Oh my god, Jislyn should totally be your alias name. you were like, Jislyn, I'm going to start calling you Jislyn. I think you... I don't know. Because you didn't like <gasps> It was I... because you were going to edit in. Every time I said gif, you were going to make me say jif. Oh yeah. Which is so mean. That's just like some cruel editing trickery. It's evil witchcraft. And so I was like, well, you know what? Every time I say your name, I'm just going to say Jislyn. Which doesn't really make sense because you could just edit on me saying Jaslyn. But that's a lot of effort for you. Okay, yeah. No, I understand now. And I was like, okay, I'm like, well, since anyone can, anyone can pronounce anyone's proper name however they want to, mm-hmm. I'm just like calling you LN. That's really, that really doesn't burn as bad, though, as Jislyn. <laughs> it's true. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay, speaking of... Um, Burning bad. <laughs> okay. As a woman. Yes, UTIs are very easy to contract. <laughs> as a woman, what memo do you feel everyone else got except you? Oh, definitely like how to contain your feelings. I feel like mm. everyone else around me is like crying is an embarrassment and you should never cry in public and you should never cry at work and... If you cry publicly, then you are shame, shame on your family. But I cry all the time. I've definitely cried on public transport. I cried just walking down the street. I cried in Tokyo hands and um, <laughs> Kyoto. Um, I, because <laughs> I was homesick and I just felt like I couldn't talk to anyone in English, which isn't exactly true, but definitely had some trouble. And yeah, I've, I've cried at work and that's the hardest of them all. I haven't cried at work. It just makes me feel like I'm professional and I lost my call. But yeah, that's the thing. And people like keep bringing up like, you always cry at work. One thing, I don't always cry at work. Nobody can cry that much. Yeah. And also, <laughs> a lot of people cry at work or other situations. Yeah. And it's fine. But it's, I don't really feel like it's treated like it's fine. I think it's treated like, it's like oh, that's really awkward. It's fine amongst women. emotions. Yeah, men, I think, take it a lot worse than women. If you're a woman who has cried at work, retweet this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I didn't get the memo about, like, certain, like, makeup things. That's the first thing that came to mind. Contouring, primer, BB cream. What the hell is BB? So, I don't know. I, I, I'm wearing, well, I'm not wearing BB cream now, but I was wearing BB cream. And it's just, like, a lot of people use it as, like, a lighter foundation, I think. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it, its intent is to be well. Primer, if your painting literally means the first coat, right? Mm. And I know this from art history. Like you'd use your primer paint, and then you would add on more and more layers as you add on the details of your painting. So if you think of that, like your face, you're literally painting your face, and your primer is your base. But contouring is just, like, this whole other crazy yeah. jibber-jabber. Like, you're just drawing lines all over your face that apparently change the shape of your face. Hmm. I mean, I just wear foundation, and I think I look okay. You look great. Right? So what's the deal with primer? <laughs> it's just, like, that extra added foundation, essentially. And concealer for a long time. I didn't get how that worked. But concealer is, like, specifically for areas that you want to cover up little spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've, these days I don't really feel like I need to... Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe you just need, like, that's it. Like, that's why people on YouTube have, like, perfect skin because they put on their concealer and then they put on their baby cream or their primer and then they put on their foundation. Maybe they put on another layer as well. They also put on powder. I feel like powder goes on the top. Yeah, powder's the last because it, it, it changes, like, it makes it less shiny. I don't wear makeup. I just know all this shit from watching, like, YouTube makeup videos. <laughs> done. Here's done. Here's a fun one for you, Alan. It says, hello, woman. Hello. Which is your favourite anime? If any. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch much anime. My favourite anime is Your Name. <laughs> because I've seen two, and that was by far the better one. <laughs> um, I'm not, like, a huge fan of anime, but I've seen a bit, and I've, yeah, I'm very into Studio Ghibli, which is anime. It's, like, animated films. And also, yeah, Your Name as well is, like, one of my favourite... It's not not only my favourite anime film, it's one of my favourite films of all time. I just love Your Name so much. It just combines everything that I love in this world. It has a twist. It has yep. a beautiful love story. It has beautifully drawn food. It's It's got... It's just got insanely well-animated animation. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. Okay, yeah, I agree. Also, Your Name. If you haven't seen your name, it's on Netflix, probably in other countries, definitely in New Zealand. What is the most intimate non-sex thing you do with your partner? Oh my god. Can we ask that? Is that a thing? That is rude. What is the most intimate non-sex thing you do with your partner? Fucking cuddle? Like, fucking hell, what is it? What kind of question is that? I think it's just something that makes you feel romance for them, but it's not like a sex thing. Yeah. I don't know. One of my favourite things to do with Hamish is just, like, joke around. We have our personal jokes. They change from, like, as I've told Jason before, like, week to week. So, like, at the moment... Oh, one of the ones been going on for a long time is, like, this one from The Last Kiss, and it's just this woman, and she is just... She's opposite Zach Braff, who is giving it his all. Like, he is doing, in comparison to this woman, an Oscar-worthy performance. And she is, like, a pantomime. She is honestly hamming it up, as they say. And so we'll just deliver one of her lines at one end of the house and then the other one will respond. I don't know. I mean, it's not like intimate, but it's like really special to our relationship. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what counts. Yeah. That's cool. First thing that comes to my mind is most weekends I'll go for a walk with Sarah along yeah. the waterfront. Yeah. We go to our, one of our regular benches and if you happen to be wearing the same brand of shoe, she likes to put our shoes next to each other. And then she takes a photo. Your answers are so much better than mine. They're not about being better. <laughs> what comes to mind first? <laughs> Maybe it's because I already know my answer, but your answer comes as a surprise. 
So that's more interesting to me. Could be, yeah. <laughs> Just proof I'm not narcissistic, you know? Or not super narcissistic. Everyone's a bit narcissistic. What do women do that men would never think about? What the fuck? Um, not talk about them when they're not around. Like, sometimes we talk about other topics, okay? What are, I, I don't know. I like comparing vaginas. We've definitely done that with our friends. Not like, super frequently. Hmm. What does your vagina look like? (laughs) I just looked at what the number one answer is. Yeah. And it's hugging someone and making sure my face is up and away from them so I don't get my makeup transference onto their clothing. Yeah, good point. Sometimes you don't want to be like... Yeah. If you're wearing makeup, that is. If you're wearing lots of makeup, like primer, (laughs) concealer, (laughs) contouring. Contouring, yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know if my answer was any good, but... I still think not talking about men all the time. I don't think the men think that, but I think movies do. I think, oh, something that's common between us, men don't think about tights falling down. Tights falling down, yeah. Tights falling down. I have a a joke about tights falling down, and men just don't laugh because they don't don't relate. Mm, They're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good fucking joke, okay? Why should I have to write my jokes for men as well? Because <laughs> men just get away with all the women from comedy. Um, and they don't go and see it. Because <laughs> they're like, well, I just don't want to put up with another rape joke, to be honest. Would you trade monthly periods for laying a small egg every morning like a chicken? No. Fuck no. What if the egg had a little note in it? <laughs> Sweeten the deal. So, have you ever heard a chicken lay an egg? Do you want me to do an impression? <laughs> etc i get it (laughs) it's like clucky did you ever get an egg from clucky no it's like an easter tradition in a department store in wellington called cacodian stains that this big chicken would kind of arrive in the department store every year and you would put a dollar in or two dollars in and it would lay an egg for you and it would make these noises and it would go bark and then at the end it would go bark bark and then the egg would oh appear God. that's awful <laughs> oh and i actually found out that somebody works inside clucky clucky is not a machine but there is a worker inside clucky that delivers eggs for children that's creepy <laughs> i know <laughs> Did you never meet Clucky? No. Clucky's like a fixture of my childhood. Maybe I have, but I don't remember ever meeting Clucky. <laughs> I would go to like, the Christmas shop at Cacoldi's, but I would never go to the Easter thing. Yeah, that, Clucky oh. was in the Easter display. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you didn't answer the question, Jazz. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lay an egg every day. <laughs> if it was like painless, then sure, but I definitely know that. Laying eggs is never painless. Would you consider this cheating, or is my girlfriend overreacting? How long is it? I about Monopoly. I don't care about that. <laughs> monopoly. Some Monopoly argument. Monopoly. <laughs> Here's a tip to guys. Don't make such a big deal about Monopoly that you have to go ask the Ask Women subreddit whether you are right or not. Also, just don't play Monopoly. Like, chill, man. It's a game. Does anyone actually enjoy Monopoly? Do you enjoy Monopoly? Not really. It goes way too long. 
That's a good way to end a relationship. If the next question is, should I back up my boyfriend? Because of Monopoly. I make a big deal about Monopoly so much that he asked a question on the internet? Yes. <laughs> Dumb motherfucker already. My favorite thing that like was shared from Reddit was something that Lily shared. And it was this guy and he was like, should I break up with my girlfriend? She has lots of weird hobbies. Otherwise, she's super cute. And the hobbies were like taxidermy. And I can't remember what else, but she had like a really, really huge bed. And he was like, and it's just full of blankets and pillows. And it's really, really, really big. Nobody should have a bed that big. And I remember Lily shared it and she was like, this girl should dump him. What is wrong with her being into taxidermy if she wants to and having a big bed? Exactly. <laughs> There's like a third thing. I can't even remember it, but it was amazing. What is the silliest myth you've ever heard or had to debunk about being a woman? Oh, you take it first. Maybe it will spring something to mind. It makes me think of what we, what we were talking about in our sex misconceptions episode about peeing out of the vagina. Why? Oh no, or peeing out of the clitoris. sense. I can't remember what we said in the sex misconceptions episode. A lot of people like thought that. Ah, yeah, crazy. Hairy nipples. A lot of men don't realise that women have body hair all over their bodies. Like, nipples sometimes. The entire body is hair. Actually, most of the time, nipples. Yeah, and (laughs) like... You've got hair everywhere. Why can't we have hair everywhere? Hairy nipples and stomach hair. Yeah, totally. That snail trail. It's because you don't see it in photos, it's because it's either like Shaved off. Yeah. Brushed out. Yeah. Just not visible in that photo, but it's there. Yeah, totally. Uh, conversation I had today with a really close guy friend. We went to go find gumboats for him. And he was like, oh, all the women's ones are really cute. And I just get these plain ones. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that is the thing. Like, guys' clothes just don't really have the same sort of variety that women do. But I'm like, but you do get privilege. So maybe this is your price that you pay. He was like, I would definitely trade in my privilege for cute gumboots and I was just like I don't even know how to respond to that because I just like couldn't get him to understand what it actually is like I don't think that he's like an anti-feminist in any way but I just couldn't articulate what it feels like to be a woman and like live in this world as a woman Mm. and I was trying to say to him do you get yelled at in public and he's like yeah I do and it's like I just can't believe that you get yelled at as much as I do or get little comments as much as I and my friends do and get yelled at from cars and just yeah. get held abuse and it's just because you're a woman exactly but he just like didn't understand because he's never experienced that mm-hmm. he probably doesn't feel creepy walking down the street at night yeah definitely mm-hmm. hey ladies when's the last time you laughed by yourself while eating a salad never that's a myth no one laughs when eating a salad <laughs> is it meant to be like a, a riff on the stock image yeah <laughs> I mean, I do often think of things and then laugh. It doesn't matter if anyone's around. And I do enjoy eating salads, so I'm sure the twain have met. Like if I'm watching a really funny movie, maybe, while eating a salad, I guess I could laugh. (laughs) But I wouldn't eat a salad while I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, was the last time you ate a salad while watching a movie? When was the last time I ate a salad? I ate salad so much. I can't explain it. I just like I just want I just want a salad. I just want fresh vegetables. I just always feel like that. Always. <laughs> I do crave that sometimes, but I find it hard to get because the 
whole onion thing. Yeah, totally. Here's one for you, Alan. How yeah, did you learn to French braid and which necromancer taught you? Necromancer? What does that mean? Basically the same that doing a French braid is some sort of magic. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but I actually taught myself. Yeah. I tried to teach myself and utter failure, so. One day I was just like, how do you do a French braid though? Actually, I'd learned, tried to do the side braid, which I can't do. I've never been able to do it. But learning how to do the side braid, like just across the front of your head. How do you explain it to people on a podcast? Um, I was like, oh, you pick up bunches. So then I was like, oh, well, you start out small. And then as you go along your head, you pick up more and more bunches. And that's how I learned French braid. I just cannot get the coordination. Yeah? Yeah, I can barely even do like a normal plant. Some people can't braid. They definitely can't braid themselves. And yeah, some people's hands are too tiny, apparently. Never looks right when I do it. That's fine. You don't have to do that. You don't have to French braid. What do you do when you keep thinking about an ex off and on for several years? Oh my god. Oh, it depends. If you're like just thinking about them, then that's cool. Just depends how you feel. Yeah. It's if okay you if you're still them. like into them. If you're not dating anyone else because you're waiting for them to come back to you, then that's potentially that's, an issue. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah that, like, could be un- that could be unhealthy. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like grief is this long long process and i think when it comes to uncomfortable feelings as people we just want to brush over it or tell people to get over it or be like one day you'll be fine and it's like well actually grief is this horrible beast and you might be completely fine for months if not years and then one day it will raise its ugly head you just never know like Mm. things can just remind you of of them and like that's the thing another thing people don't really acknowledge is that a breakup is grief you lose a massive part of your life especially if you're like in a monogamous committed relationship the downsides of it is that you spend all your time with this person you get super used to this person and then when they're gone they just leave a hole in your life that you Mm. have to fill with other shit and like that is quite traumatic and there's things i feel like people don't really talk about yeah yeah, breakups and grief like people don't want to acknowledge them but they're, they're parts of life that we need to talk about so i think and one answer to the question, if it's just like you think about them, oh, they used to do that thing. Or like, oh, I used to go to that place with that person. Mm. That's fine. Or that you still grieve them. You're still angry. You're still sad sometimes. But like you can go for months at a time without feeling those feelings. Also fine. You're still super into them. And you're like kind of putting your life on hold. Not healthy. Yeah. Go to therapy. <laughs> Maybe try and take up other hobbies. Yeah. Co- social groups. Really develop people. those coping mechanisms. Yeah. Did I realize that one of my coping mechanisms is listening to really bad pop music and on repeat? And I'm like, you know what? This is so much healthier than like alcohol abuse or binge eating. Binge eating is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to listen to the same Carly Rae Jepsen, I probably shouldn't say bad pop music. Sorry, Sarah. But if I want to listen to the same Carly Rae Jepsen song over and over again, I'm just going to let myself do that. Cool. You should. Yeah. What is the most uncomfortable thing about being a woman? Are you insertion Giving birth? Having to put your legs together always? Definitely in that order. <laughs> if your bra doesn't fit right, uncomfortable, unexpected leg chafing, because you're walking too far without any protection on your legs, and you're like, just like ripping the bits <laughs> under your skirt. Um, just that mermaid life. 
you think your tights are going to fall down past your skirt and you're like, yeah, everyone's going to know. Yeah. Like, you know how we were saying earlier about that, like, not revealing your emotions thing? I feel like I deserve a medal for not freaking the fuck out and not letting on that my bottom is 100% exposed under my skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's that uncomfortable anxiety about your bum being exposed. Non-physical anxiety is like the walking down the street at night thing. Yeah. Or someone's following behind you, being already sure why. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Here's another one I thought of. Men talking to you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So not like men you know, like your coworkers or your family or your friends. Men you don't know very well. That happens to me a lot at work. And they're talking to you quite a bit, like in the kitchen. It's like they're being friendly, mm-hmm. right? But as a woman, you worry that they're... It's, it's not that you think that you're super amazing or anything, but you do worry that they have an ulterior motive. Like, maybe it's kind of like a flirtatious or sexual yeah. thing. And I think that it has a lot more to do with, like, I'm a woman and I have to control this situation. And you know what I mean? Like, you put mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on yourself and you're like, oh, that'd be so uncomfortable if I do have to be like, actually, can you back off? I'm, I'm not into you that way. I think that's more the anxiety rather than like, all men are into me because I'm amazing. I'm not trying to say that. But do you know what I mean? I get that feeling a lot. And some men really make me uncomfortable. Mm. I remember recently being asked, surely as a woman, you know those interactions that you have with men that are just super uncomfortable. And I was like, now that you mention it, there's a couple of men specifically I can think of at work who have said really inappropriate things to me or done really inappropriate things. There was one man I work with who came to my desk a lot to talk to me and also like rang up while I was at work to talk to me about stuff and some of it was work related he did, was not one of my direct co-workers just works in the same organization and I found it pretty uncomfortable it is uncomfortable it is yeah that sucks yeah I probably took us down a really dark path but yeah that, no I mean it's that's definitely it's s- that's interactions with thing. people yeah. What else do you think is uncomfortable? Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's true. I mean... Yeah, that's true. That's true. And clothing, women's clothing is, like, designed to be specifically uncomfortable. Why yeah. don't we have pockets on everything? Exactly. All women's clothing should be made with pockets. Fake pockets are just the biggest joke of the universe. Why Such a if you're not real? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Ladies, what would you think slash do if you found out your boyfriend has a flashlight? Which I'm guessing means flashlight. <laughs> it's like flashlight? Why do you just want to protect me during a time of emergency? Um, if I found out that they had a flashlight, okay. I would, one, ask to touch it. Just to see what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. Have a look at it. Yeah. And maybe I would help them use it. But yeah. I have no problem with them having it. What's wrong with that? Yeah, neither. I think I'd be a little bit like, why didn't you tell me about this before now? Yeah. I feel exactly. a little bit weird about that. Mm. But otherwise I'd be like, cool. Yeah. And Six ho- toys are awesome. Hopefully you keep it clean. <laughs> what fashion slash beauty no-nos do you personally like? Fashion slash beauty no-nos. Oh, clashing. I clash like crazy all the time. My mother always told me, Never wear gold and silver together. I'm doing that right now twice. 
I think that's the thing. If you look at it, patterns you think that's going to clash, I can't wear that. If you just do it, people are like impressed and it works because they're like, wow, you're just rocking it. Yeah, totally. Like if you just wear the clothes and not let the clothes wear you. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. You are present in that outfit. I got told that you can't wear blue and black together, which is like fucked. Yeah, I disagree with that. Uh, so much. Blue I and black is like such a staple. Yeah, order. I, see, I see the argument with like navy blue and black can sometimes be a little bit Are you wearing that right now? Yes, but, ah, uh, but. Okay. I have the white stripes, which breaks up the navy. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I see what you or mean. Or if I do that, I wear Yeah, because if you weren't wearing the stripes, the outfit would look totally different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I do a plain navy top and a black skirt, I'll wear colourful shoes. Okay, yeah. Bounce it out. Okay. I try not to wear stripes with polka dots. Yeah, that's intense. That's a that's a look. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally did the other night when I had to go riding at night and I put on a more powdered stripey top. And afterwards I was like, oh, I did what I never normally do, but. Oh, well. I don't really care all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I try not to do that. Which makes sometimes picking it off as annoying because one thing about me is I own a lot of stripes and polka dots. And polka dots. And I own a polka dot skirt that I love wearing. And so that means I have to think about, do I have plain tops to wear with it? Yeah. It's a whole nightmare. I think in terms of style, I honestly feel naked at this point. If I don't wear, like, a cute pin or some sort of loud pattern or some, like, hmm. bright, bold colour. Like, for some reason, it's really become not only, like, my style, but how I feel comfortable, which is strange. And I was talking to a coworker once and she said, I could never wear what you're wearing. I would feel extremely uncomfortable. But if I was, if I was wearing what she was wearing, which is like neutral clothes, I would feel really uncomfortable. I can't like neutral clothes make me feel like not me. Okay. Yeah. You're very like, yeah. <laughs> You've got to have some kind of pizzazz. Yeah. <laughs> which is a great callback to our friendship origin story where you showed up with like, yeah. Great dress. Or well, the next time we hang out, it's like an amazing, really extra top. Because it's like, wrong weather for it, but gotta wear it. You know? <laughs> okay, how about this one? Women who have slept with a lot of men, what are your surprising insights? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first question is, I'm just really interested in what it says under Okay. Okay. Number one answer is, Every man that is amazing in bed, you have at least five that are terrible. Oh my gosh, that is so true. <laughs> That's so true. I was actually thinking that the other day. I was like, if you've been with so many people, like how many of them were actually good in a ratio to the ones that weren't good? Yep. <laughs> if the guy hasn't made you come, let them know. Don't fake your orgasm. Yeah. Tell them what they can do to help you out. Agreed. Great, great advice. Great advice. Never fake it. Yeah. Men that are excited to tell you that they're kinky usually aren't. Oh, that's a really interesting one. And someone replies, yeah, it's always the guys who you think would be vanilla who turn out to be the nastiest in a good way. (laughs) That I also agree with. (laughs) Yeah. I think some people like flashy, but they can't follow through. And other people are just like waiting for their moment to be like, I think if you're a true kinkster, you're like, I don't know. I think we still live in a somewhat, although it's sex saturated, it's mm. somewhat, still somewhat sexually repressed society. So I think true kinky people, I don't think they necessarily wear it on their sleeve. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's like, 
you still want to kind of keep it a little bit under wraps. For like the right moments. Yeah. Like it depends what kind of kink you're yeah. into. But especially like if it's, it's an S&M thing, then that takes like a lot of trust and vulnerability and exactly. consent. And not necessarily the sort of thing you would say on a first date. Where some people might try to turn you on to get you into bed on those first couple of dates by being overtly sexual. Yeah. Whereas someone who's comfortable in their kinks. Yeah. Doesn't need to flash about, about it because they're going to bring it up in good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's when you get the real treat. We're like, oh, damn, are you freaky. <laughs> Body hair is very variable. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. Like, like all bodies are so different. Yeah, like, and it's fascinating. Really hairy shoulders or anything. Yeah. But also not. Yeah. Not all penises are like the same length or thickness. Yeah, I was thinking that but as well, yeah. Someone's, I don't know, they feel different. And they go off at angles sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of variation. Yeah, and that's actually, like, so beautiful. And that's something that's quite cool about sleeping with a number of people that mm. you get. I mean, I don't know. That's, that was my first question. Like, what do you count as, like, have sex with a lot of people? Because mm. if it was, like, 20, 30 years ago, I would be just the fucking biggest slush. <laughs> Nowadays, I just don't think I've slept with that many people, really. Yeah, I agree. I think by... A lot. I think that just mean you have, I don't know, more than two. Okay. Multiple. Or, so you have a bit of a sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a great one to end on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk green flags. What are some early one to three date signs that the person is the real deal? Laugh at my drugs. And honestly, <laughs> this is so important. Oh, great, great banter. Great banter. They ask you questions about you. Oh my God. God, that's the biggest green flag ever. And they process it and don't follow it up with banter about themselves constantly, but they ask you follow-up questions. Yeah, like they're interested in you. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the hot stuff. They're not trying to constantly steer the conversation towards a sexual topic. They'll tell you about themselves. If you meet them on, say, a dating profile, they're not like the, ask me what you want to know, type people. Yeah, I hate that. Here's the content. Yeah, like, I can actually tell you a little bit about myself. Honesty. Everything they say checks out is really important to mm-hmm. me. Because, you know, trust is hard for me. So I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, a lot of the stuff you're saying actually doesn't check out. Like, you said something different earlier. That's, yeah. like, a big red flag. Whereas I've had the opposite where it's, like, actually every single thing that you say checks out. Yeah. That's, like, a green. Um, they talk about their friends. They, they want to introduce you to their friends. Exactly. That's huge. Yep. And they reply to you. Yes. With real replies, not just like... And if they words. like disappear, they tell you what's up. Yeah. They, but, that's you know, communicative. They say yeah. good morning to you, they say good night to you. You know, they aren't trying to rush you into anything because they, they want to get to know you well. Yeah, yeah. You know, the opposite of a daft cunt. <laughs> Oh, shit. They can't be popular with our international listeners. No. Do you ever get people to be like, you use the C word way too much? No, no one's complained. Oh, okay. If you do want to complain, retweet the episode. If you do want to complain, don't. Yeah, don't. Let's <laughs> have our language. <laughs> oh, like, I definitely always want feedback if we're doing something wrong, but I don't know if you're wrong with the C word, like... Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see it as a bad word. It means vagina. And vagina's beautiful. Yeah. 
strong and beautiful and powerful. Exactly. One last green flag I just thought of. Oh, yes, cool. When they show up for their dates, they look like they've actually made an effort. Yes. Like they're wearing their nice clothes. They're not just wearing whatever they were wearing, t-shirt and jeans or whatever. They're wearing a nice shirt. They've showered. They've like, want to make a good impression on you. And they're punctual. Yes. Like, speaking as a queer woman, women in particular, like, every every person, regardless of gender, should dress up for a day, right? Yeah. But I think women can send messages through their clothing. Yes, they can. I went on a date with a woman once, and she was wearing casual clothes. And she told me on the date, like, I know I agreed to this date, but I don't really want to be on this date anymore for these reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like you, it's just that these things aren't compatible. But I knew before she told me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. It's good insight. Yeah. Even now, if I show up to a date with Sarah where I'm dressed a little bit more casual than I want to be, I still feel weird. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like having an excuse to dress up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you should. You should keep making an effort, regardless Mm. of how long you've been in a relationship with somebody. Exactly. They dress up nice. They're on time. If they're not on time, they'll let you know because they want you to be sitting there waiting. Yeah. Communication. Brilliant. Thanks, Green Light, guys. And thank you for listening to this episode. It won't be International Women's Day when this comes out. <laughs> but I hope you had a great month. <laughs> or whatever. I hope you have a good life. Yeah. If you have your own answers to these questions, write it and tell us. And hug your babies or kiss your pets or keep your loved ones close or like high five your best friend. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to High Expectations Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. May I introduce to you the world? May I introduce? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll look over in the corner and not at you.